0: Back, Randy. We have been on a hiatus, I think, for several weeks, number of weeks. And I hope you listeners have enjoyed uh, the rebroadcast of The God of the Second Chances. And now we're ready to move ahead. with a new series.
1: And we've been looking forward to this series, Mark. These uh, Sometimes a summertime break is uh, a necessity, and um, ours came along for a variety of reasons, and uh, among them has been the sale of the home that my wife Cindy and I have lived in for nearly 22 years. Uh, anyone who has sold their home and moved into another know the, com- the time commitment mm-hmm. and effort commitment, and uh, mm-hmm. you've had a busy travel schedule and family schedule and uh, boy it's just been I don't know where the summer went it went by so quickly but we do appreciate our listeners continuing to tune in and uh, enjoying that uh, encore presentation of the God of Second Chances we got many nice comments of people who may have missed it the first time but we forge ahead it is a new day and fall has arrived we are talking to you today on September 13th and uh, why don't you introduce our new series
0: well, as long as you're going to mention the date, uh, I think we should uh, also mention that we are certainly praying for all of our friends down in Houston area, down in uh, the Florida area. Uh, I think one of the things that's distracted all of us is, uh, you know, the national news and uh, some of the, you know, the hardships and so forth that have been created by weather. And uh, so we're thinking about all of our listeners, all of our alumni, all of our colleagues and friends down in those areas uh, today as well. The new series is going to be about. Uh, uh, the smack dab middle of the Bible, which is the uh, Psalms and uh, later the Proverbs. We're going to select out a few of the Psalms and a few of the Proverbs to uh, talk about in terms of how they would relate to recovery and sobriety and uh, the healing journey. So today uh, I thought it was kind of appropriate to start with a Psalm that we all know. It's you know probably one of the most popular Psalms and uh, that is Psalm 23. So it's not a very long psalm. If you want to get out your Bible and follow along, that would be a good thing, I guess, in terms of an introduction.
1: Why, why don't you quote the, uh, the that psalm for us?
0: Well, uh, let me just uh, give a little background, I guess. The academic part of me wants everyone to know that, uh, you know, biblical scholars try to figure out who wrote certain things, and there's really not much debate about the fact that this and many of the other psalms were written by David king David um sometimes perhaps even before he was a, a king and so uh that's good to keep in mind in terms of relating it to uh recovery because David's life uh was not always easy uh was it in fact you know he's one of the characters that we talked about in our series the god of the second chances did we not so he
1: certainly was
0: yeah okay well Let's just start. We can kind of go through it a little bit line by line. And it's interesting to me that uh, this was one of those Psalms that uh, growing up as a preacher's kid, you know, my dad uh, kind of forced me, I think that would be the appropriate term, to memorize all the books of the Bible and then certainly uh, certain scriptural passages and and this was one of them. Uh, you had to know the 23rd Psalm. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd. That's how it starts out. And, uh, you know, shepherds are, you know, those guardians of sheep that uh, Jesus has been compared to uh, as the great shepherd. So we get in this right away that God, the Lord, is our shepherd. He is protecting us like shepherds did from the evils that are out there that would seek to attack us. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier, and you know, as we'll see here later, they had a rod, they had a staff, they had... David, I think, had that slingshot going for him, and uh, they would protect the sheep, who are, you know, obviously more defenseless against the attack of wolves or other animals. Uh, I was also thinking about the fact that Paul, in the New Testament, talks about the power of evil, and he says he's like a lion. He's roaring around after his prey. So... uh, if uh, the power of evil is like a lion, we definitely need a shepherd to protect us. So we get off to a really good start if we can have faith in that. I shall not want. How many of us, though, uh, on a daily basis, want? We get envious of other things or we think we don't have enough of this or that, but you know, David is reminding us that if God is our shepherd, we shouldn't really want anything. I've been thinking a lot about that these days in terms of You know, when you get a little bit older like we are, you know, you kind of do an inventory of your life and, you know, what have you accumulated? What have you um, accomplished? And um, this is a reminder to us that we should be grateful for the things we have. We should be thankful for whatever accomplishments we've achieved. And I think I'm trying to spend a lot more time uh, lately and being grateful as opposed to just asking God for a lot of things.
1: Well, it doesn't take any of us very long, Mark, to take once we let ourselves take the time to look around because we all have so many blessings and uh, they're blessings that in many cases are taken for granted uh, and it's, it's things like family right. and uh, and the homes that we live in and you know you mentioned earlier those that have been suffering with the uh, aftermath of the hurricanes down in Houston and down in Florida and um, you know my family directly had anxiety over it because we do own a place in Marco Island, Florida right. where and the so hurricane came where, where it came in full force at 130 miles an hour so right. we were sitting you know, I've never had the Weather Channel on as often as we had <laughs> yeah. it on for a couple of consecutive days. It was quite frightening when you've yeah. got uh, major uh, investments and you're kind, there's a, a little piece of your heart and, uh, mm-hmm. and and soul down there and stuff. And uh, we were quite blessed and. It, when you mentioned being grateful, we are so grateful currently because our place was for the most part spared,
0: Spared, yeah. you know?
1: Mm-hmm. And so, um, as we kind of take stock, as you were talking about, about our lives at, uh, no matter what phase of life that you're in, we have so much for which we, uh, should and can be grateful.
0: That's exactly right. So I do think that a daily habit of even making a list of things that we're grateful for. Uh, A.A. years ago talked about an attitude of gratitude. Gratitude is very important. So, All right, um, the next uh, line here is, he leads me beside still waters. And I heard a teaching on this once. I think I must go back to seminary with one of my seminary professors who was getting into the uh, characteristics of sheep. And evidently, they will uh, stand up all day and eat. They will just continue to eat until they get uh, so full that, uh, you know, they get sick. So for a shepherd to make the sheep lie down, sheep cannot eat when they're laying down. So this verse is referring to the fact that God makes us to lie down in green pastures, which I like it, you know, does kind of suggest uh, great peace and serenity. Uh, then, then the verse says he leads us besides still waters, uh, and so I think it's a reminder to all of us uh, in recovery that uh, we need to take time out to uh, refresh our souls, to uh, relax, to have uh, quiet time to not be uh, basically just workaholics. You know, workaholics are those that are going to incredibly burn themselves out. I was talking to a new guy this morning, and you know he's just a kind of a classic uh, workaholic. He's a former military guy and you know, just uh, just a fine, fine young man, and uh, he's just working, 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 driven. working, you know, yeah. driven. So uh, he's a military guy. So for heaven's sakes, uh, you know. So God uh, wants us to rest. I think that's one of the ways to look at this verse. And
1: well, it, it's God once again uh, stepping forward and protecting us, isn't it, Mark? Yeah. It, it, it sounds like uh, as the shepherd. You know, he watches over us, and he kind of protects us from ourselves because yeah. left to our own devices, like those sheep, yeah. we'll stand there all day long, yeah. you know, and eat like those sheep, or, or whatever the activity is. And yeah. and uh, and the Lord is saying, no, I, I want you to stop. I want you to rest. I want you to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, gather yourself in. And so uh, the uh, the analogy of the shepherd and the sheep to uh, to any of us and especially those in recovery is a very accurate one.
0: Yeah, that's right. So, I just think uh rest as we've been talking about here is just essential to our ability to stay sober. So, think about that if you are one of those driven people who has a hard time uh taking time for yourself. I mean, I think that's one of the more direct ways to put it. We were talking about this last night in the Tuesday night group that you know, several of the guys were mentioning they they were going to take some time for themselves this weekend. They were going to go camping, and it was like they were guilty, you know, that they were doing this, you know, that uh, there's a there's home project. One of them was saying my wife, who's uh, out of town, left the list, and uh, uh, <laughs> it's the, the proverbial honeydew list, and he said, I really should stay home and get some of the things done on that list, but I'm just from work, and everything else kind of burned out, and I I just need, and I think in his case, camping-wise, he is, in fact, going to go in green pastures and lie by <laughs> yeah, still, still waters.
1: waters and, <laughs> and maybe throw a fish line in there, yeah, you know, exactly something right. like that. Yeah. Well, let's take, speaking of breaks, let's take ours right now mm-hmm. uh, and, and let this thought sink into those men because mm-hmm. I think there's lots of listeners out there that fit this category. They fit the category of I work too much, I work too often, right. uh, and, uh, and I need to take a step back catch my breath, and, uh, and, and, and take a break. So we're going to take a break right now. And uh, when we return, we will continue to explore Psalm 23. You are listening to Dr. Mark Laser, and this is the Men of Valor program. That's faithfulandtrue.com. and Jesus loves me. Yes,
0: Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. me. so. Yes, Yes, Trigger of the day, we always have kind of some fun uh, thinking through some things, but uh, we kind of uh, both arrived at uh, one of the shows that I watch here during the summer season, and that is uh, America's Got Talent. And I'm personally upset that they replaced their host uh, from the early years, and they replaced him with uh, Tyra Banks. And uh, Tyra Banks is our Trigger of the Day. I mean, she has been the last several weeks wearing incredibly skimpy costumes. Quite
1: revealing, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of on that edge where she can get away with it on primetime TV, but it is so incredibly suggestive that uh, one has to wonder, You know, what is she really emphasizing in terms of her talent?
1: Well, it makes me wonder uh, where is the mindset of NBC and the producers of the show? Because uh, it's not being hypersensitive to point this out, because it's uh, her. Her wardrobe is is quite revealing and and makes a statement. Uh, just so that we're not confusing our listeners, you have twice called this the trigger of the day and. Oh, the trigger <laughs> of the week. Yeah. And and it's definitely the trigger of the week, uh, d- just because we are challenged every week coming up with. Um, fresh and irrelevant sure. and, uh, and material, so I mm-hmm. didn't want anybody out there getting overly excited that you and I were going to start doing the show on a daily basis.
0: Oh, that's right. No, no, we're not doing that. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, let's face it, though. There are triggers of the day. Oh, I mean, <laughs> without a doubt. There's rarely a day that goes by that we don't get triggered by something. So, But anyway, I think we're trying to, trying to pick uh, a little bit here on Tyra Banks, and uh, whether she's a fine person or not is not the issue. I don't think she's nearly as... Uh, talented as Nick Cannon was, who I really enjoyed. But, you know, maybe that's my prejudices. So anyway, that's the trigger of the week. All right.
1: Well, with that, let's return our listeners to today's topic in which we are launching a brand new series in which we're going to be taking a, uh, a close look at uh, the Psalms and, uh, and just how relevant they are.
0: Yeah. So we, we really haven't gotten that far, though, although this is a short Psalm and Uh, But the next uh, verse is he guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So let's just put this in context. He is our shepherd. He's protecting us from evil. He makes us rest. And now uh, he's going to guide us in paths of righteousness. So uh, I think that's huge, uh, particularly for our population of men that are seeking sexual purity and sexual sobriety. We know we can turn to the Lord, trust in him and believe in Him and the power of the Holy Spirit and our relationship with Christ, and that should guide us in what is the righteous thing to do. So I don't think this needs further explanation. It's just, you know, we need to turn to the Lord to help us to know about healthy decisions to make.
1: You know what I love about that? We are living in an era, Mark, where people are looking for answers. You know, there just seems to be so many uh, challenges in our world today. And you'll see people, whether it be social media or whatever, who are reaching out looking for answers. And uh, the answer is right in front of our our faces here.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. If we just, again, take time to seek out truth um, in Scripture, in prayer, in meditation, in that quiet time and uh, the gratefulness that we were talking about. So God will, in fact, as our shepherd, he will guide us. All right, we need to kind of move along, I think, because I didn't know it was take These things are so meaty. This, we could talk about any of these verses for quite a long time. The next one is hugely important, uh, uh, to me anyway. Uh, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I think when I was, I, well, I know this is true, when uh, a year and a half or more ago, when I was diagnosed with uh, cancer, I uh, this verse came to me. And that, I think that's the value, by the way, of having memorized certain verses, is that they're stored in your brain. And when God wants to speak to you through that verse, then you'll have it you know, in your brain. And
1: well as you just recited it to me it it became so evident that that that's an encapsulation of the last eighteen months of your life
0: right mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I don't want to make it more dramatic. I mean my cancer is in uh good control at the moment. I'm feeling basically pretty good i you know I'm energetic i'm I'm working uh, as best I can full time uh, still doing all of our activities, the workshop I'm still traveling, going to Nashville this month. For the AACC conference, and you know, every time I go into the uh, oncology clinic to get uh, chemotherapy treatment, you know there is that shadow of death. I mean, when I walk in there, and uh, fortunately for me, I'm doing fairly well, but there are some people in there who are really not. I mean, they are they are looking um, like the shadow of death. Actually, I think that would be the right way to put it, uh, and. Uh, it's kind of discouraging, so uh, I, you know, I take great comfort in this verse that, that uh, God is with me, he's uh, protecting me, it's his will as to whether these drugs work and all of that. The rod and the staff, you know, they will... I like to do uh, kind of creative mental imagery when I'm sitting there getting this uh, injection that I do, and you know, the fact that uh, it gives the mental image of uh, the good shepherd here uh, the rod and the staff, they protect me. I could imagine that God or Jesus is taking the rod and the staff and beating up these stupid cancer cells inside my bone my bone marrow, because that's what the drugs are supposed to be doing. So, uh, anyway, it's just, uh, whatever a lot in life. Uh, and I know, you know, I do, I'm just thinking many of our listeners out there are probably struggling with, you know, some chronic illnesses, some, some situational illnesses, uh, we have a man that can't come to the workshop uh, uh, tomorrow at the last minute because uh, there's been some uh, emergency sickness in his family. I mean, there's, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on for a lot of our listeners, and I think this is a really important verse. God is aware of all of it. God is with us. His rod and staff protect us. And uh, even though there are times, I think the valley of the shadow, that basically means we can get awfully discouraged, but uh, we need to remember that God's in control. Okay. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my <laughs> enemies. <laughs> I don't know why I, that one makes me laugh, but I I think we all have enemies. Well, by that I mean people that you know are not our favorite people, people that don't like us. People, you know, over the years of my career I've had uh some other writers or whatever kind of attack me. Antagonists. Yeah, one One of them, whose name I won't mention, actually referred to me as the Antichrist. And uh, so (laughs) I think that's why I like this verse. I mean, if God is going to prepare a table for me, uh, he's basically saying that whatever I've called you to do, if you are in fact doing it, you know, don't worry about these enemies. You can be in the midst of them and still uh, say your truth. That's how I look at this. Okay, we're coming to the end you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. So anointing is a, you know, great uh, Old Testament particularly uh, concept where, you know, a person is given anointing or uh, special status. And uh, so for David here to be reminding us that God, the, the shepherd, is anointing us, that means, you know, we have a special status in his kingdom. I've one of the the greatest uh, compliments that I think I've ever received uh, after a speech, uh, and that was down at the AACC, and uh, the president of AACC, Dr. Tim Clinton, came up to me and he said, "That was anointed," and uh, which means to me, by the way, that it was not about me. You know, it was about the fact that the Holy Spirit was in this. The anointing, I think, is the anointing of the Holy Spirit that. Uh, was in fact guiding me, uh, giving me words to say. The words that came out of your mouth were
1: yeah. indeed anointed by the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, there's times when you know I don't remember that thought being in my head as I was preparing for the speech.
1: <laughs> I don't know where that came uh, from.
0: That's right. Yeah. Well, the fact is, I do know. I I think it was part of the anointing. It was part of the Holy Spirit. Uh, now, you know, many of you have heard me speak. Say. You know, it's not always anointed because... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've been there for a couple that were are just short of anointed.
0: Just short of anointed. Maybe. <laughs> a lot short of anointed. <laughs> so anyway, you anoint my head with oil. That means, uh, you know, we're given specially, I think, the power of the Holy Spirit. We are given special status and uh, also special privileges. Surely, uh, goodness and mercy will follow us All the days of our lives are, as David is saying here, all the days of my life. So, you know, again, there's so much in this psalm to take comfort from. It's like surely, you know, goodness and mercy. Um, If we lean on and depend on God, the good shepherd, you know, surely uh, days of goodness and days of mercy uh, will follow us. And I would just encourage the listeners at times to take stock You know, I was listening to some of the uh, hurricane survivors down in Florida, as we all were, I'm sure, and, you know, how many of them actually said their houses were completely destroyed, and uh, those people, there was people that said, at least uh, we are all alive. You know, no one was hurt, Uh, no one was killed, and uh, we can rebuild this physical stuff, and you know that's to me you know goodness and mercy even your situation it was goodness and mercy you know following you all the days of your life so that your uh, your property down there was not damaged i'm i'm asking people to think about and this is part of that attitude of gratitude you know how many things in our life have been uh, symptomatic of goodness and mercy i shall dwell in the house of the lord forever well that's a reference i think to our hope in eternity—that's uh, why we can walk through the valley, of the shadow of death, and say, "Well, we have the assurance of, you know, an eternal life. So uh, uh, surely we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, and that's that's something to uh, incredibly look forward to." Yeah,
1: it's not a limited time offer, is it, Mark? This is <laughs> this is something that uh, that we know to be true—that uh, he who believes in me shall have everlasting life. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's the encouraging word that, uh, that keeps many of us going through uh, lots of challenging times.
0: That is exactly right. So uh, we've come to the end of the psalm, and uh, uh, I'm just hoping that uh, the uh, listeners will take some comfort. Uh, those husbands and men out there listening uh, take great comfort in this in terms of letting God lead you in paths of righteousness let him help you rest. Let him guide you in so many ways. All your anxieties about the valley of the shadow—you know—turn those over to. The Lord. I could go on and re-summarize this, but I think I've said what I needed to say. I'm just encouraging all the men to memorize this psalm because I think it's a very powerful one.
1: And at the same time, I encourage them to get to their honey-do list. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the reality that we're all dealing with as married men and uh, somewhere in there there's going to be a balance between the rest that you need God will provide the rest that you need and the time that will be necessary uh, to keep the home fires burning. You have been listening to Dr. Mark Laser. My name is Randy Everett. I'm your co-host, and uh, we're thrilled to be back with you live and uh, hope that today's uh, show and this series will be beneficial to you. We hope that the coming week will be a week filled with many blessings and with great vision.